Good morning, Ram Nation. Welcome into DNBR Rams Live, presented by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary, providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. If you give them a visit, be sure to mention DNBR to take advantage of their deals. We've got a loaded show. I'm Justin Michael. I'm here with Andre Simone. We're we talking about a top 15 Ram squad who's making a push for the top 10. We're yes. going to give our first Mountain West basketball power rankings of the winner. We're going to talk a little football at the end, get into some of the, the recent news, and including Craig Bull, Craig Bull. retiring kind of out of the blue. Uh, so we'll get into yeah. all that. I guess, were you, were you surprised by that one? I was. Didn't see it coming at all. Yeah, I, I was completely off, caught off guard. It seemed like the entire YO beat was caught off guard as yeah. well. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat section. I appreciate you guys tuning in at a unique time. I wasn't sure if the show was going to happen today. I-25 was a nightmare, but we made it. We're here. Uh, first things first, before we get into everything, I just want to say my heart goes out to UNLV, the Las Vegas community. Um, really tragic news that happened yesterday. You're, you guys are in my prayers. And... Um, yeah, I, I hope we can. I hope we can finally have a day where we get past some of this stuff um, as a country. But my my prayers are with UNLV. I have so much love for Vegas and that campus. It was just gut wrenching to think about. Um, damn. All right, let's. Yeah, well said. <clears throat> let's try and bring it back, which is tough to do. It's a tough transition to make. I'm not, you know. CSU men's basketball, they're 9-0. They're ranked 13th in the country. Uh, their highest ranking of all time, 18th, was the previous high all the way back in 1954. They tied the 2014-15 squad with their third consecutive win as a ranked team last night. A win on Saturday would be four in a row, obviously the most ever that CSU has had as a ranked team. Could potentially, you know, bump the Rams into the top 10. And I guess just first things first, Dre... What's your reaction to this team and this national buzz that they're getting? I mean, it's really, really cool to see Dickie V putting them as the um, team of the week. All sorts of real talk about them being for real. It's been awesome seeing Creighton is still really good. This wasn't some fluke, you know? Yeah. Um, they're still playing well and, you know, maybe not ideal circumstances, not playing their best basketball the last couple games and stretches. Certainly the first half against Washington didn't feel like that. There were plenty of points against the Pios where it kind of felt like a bit of a lethargic to some extent effort, you know, especially at Moby. But in those moments as well, this team just feels different, right? It's like, yeah, this is other teams would have probably just kind of folded wasn't our night. And you lose one of those, you know, or it gets way tighter at the end of the second half against the Pios than it ultimately does. Where like, you know, once they got within what three, it's like bang, bang, back to eight, never, never in doubt again, you know? Yes, it was certainly tighter than you would have hoped. The spread was too lopsided given the situation you're missing. The spot. Josiah Strong and Jalen Lake, a starter in your sixth man, two of your three best perimeter defenders against a team in DU who essentially only shoots threes. And they got hot. They hit eight threes in that first half, uh, 10 in the game. So, I mean, kudos to the Pios for their hot shooting. I did think CSU defended the three uh, a lot better in that second half against the Pios, which made a big difference there. But yeah, I mean, you're spot on. I, I don't think this win over Denver last night, 90 to 80 up in Moby Arena, you walk away feeling like, man, two months from now, we're going to look back on that win 
and be like, what a moment. The benefit is you already have those moments. You already have the CU in, you already have Creighton. You've set yourself up really nicely for an at-large bid. I mean, obviously you're in the, the top 15 right now. Huge game coming up against St. Mary's on Saturday. And then you have a very much needed eight day break because this team is just exhausted, I think. I mean, yeah. Nico Medved brought it up last night and just kind of trying to bring it back to what you were saying and with just the lethargic effort. They looked like a team who were missing two of their most important rotational members and, you know, had come off of this really epic streak over the last two weeks. And I think it just kind of caught up to them. Totally. I mean, and yet they're still overcoming that, right? Like Neek getting ejected during the Washington game and, you know, not being able to contribute the way you'd want him to. Palmer doesn't have a great game last night. I think Isaiah's picked his spots and obviously taken over and orchestrated the offense in key spots, but he hasn't played his A plus version of the game against Washington or DU either. Like there's just a lot of ways that they can win. There's a lot of ways that they can step up. Even when they don't have their fifth gear, they're finding ways to overcome stuff. And I mean, they're kind of playing with their food a lot in that DU game. I thought, I thought the win against Washington was really impressive, man. And they just defensively, I want to get into it with you. I know you had that on the rundown. If anything, that might be a concern at this point and maybe where the injuries are showing up the most, right? Um, the other thing is like, I don't ever want to hear a 90 to 80 college hoops game described as sloppy. Like we are <laughs> spoiled. If you think that's sloppy, there's plenty of fan bases who don't get to see that kind of score for an entire season. Um, but offensively, they just have so many different options, guards, wing, so many guys that can find their shot that can create for others that can play off what Isaiah is creating off the pick and roll. And it's just a beauty to see, man. I think this is the deepest team that CSU has had. I think this is the most versatile team that they've had. And I've just been really encouraged that they've been able to win as you were kind of getting to there in, in so many different ways already this year. I mean, you have the offensive explosion against Wright State. Against Creighton, it was more of a defensive performance. So, I mean, you hold a team that typically scores 90-plus points to under 50. Right. You've had a couple here where it's just been, like, up and down. I mean, this team yes. just shows the ability to figure it out, which is huge. I think it's a testament to their maturity and the build of this roster is huge. I mean, the fact that you have so many of these fourth and fifth year guys, a lot of third year guys at that yeah. minimum. Yeah. It's not like you're, you know, kind of relying on a lot of true freshmen here, but I, I am encouraged given the situation. And I am a little bit worried defensively, especially seeing that red hot shooting from DU in the first half, like yeah. you know, against a, a team like New Mexico or something who could really put it up in a hurry. That's where you're going to, you're going to feel the impact of not having uh, Josiah Strong and Jalen Lake, two of your three better perimeter defenders out there. Right. But what was really encouraging about last night is you did see some of those young guys, Kyan Evans and Tavy Jackson, especially, who I think was like a team high plus 24 and is really his first significant action of the season coming back from injury. Just those guys kind of being able to take over. The, uh, Tavy, along with Neek, was kind of the, the primary defender on Bruner, number zero for DU. He's like their big scorer. Um, he went he, off. Yeah, he, oh, he had like 28 points yeah, in the yeah. game. He had 13 in the second half, but they held him to three of 12 from the floor in that second yeah, half, forced a couple turnovers. You could feel how frustrated he was. He even got teed up late at the game when he got stripped. I mean, it, it was just a, it was an encouraging showing given the circumstances. It wasn't the prettiest win. It's not like one we're going to be bragging about months from now, but 
you were still able to win by double digits on a night. Frankly, you didn't play your best ball and you know, things could have gotten wonky because that game very easily could have gotten wonky on you. hundred percent. And I mean, just since the Creighton game, I think they've shown some real maturity, some real like playing up to the moment, stepping up to the moment. Like they feel like a top 15 team. There's been, you know, every game, I think a lot of people are tuning in and saying like, okay, are they like, is the hype real or, and quietly and steadily answering all the calls. And you love to see that, man. And I mean, you talked about at large right now, it's more of a seeding thing than an at large. Like that's where they're at. Like they're, this is a tippy top team and every win, I believe more. Why not dream big? Why not dream big? I mean, we're going to we're going to keep getting into it. I've got some more key stats and other things I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, but real quick, I do want to shout out our homies over at the Circa Resort and Casino out in Las Vegas. Oh, man. Las Vegas's first ever adult only casino and resort. This place is sick, Dre. They've got the ultimate wet space. It's I mean, that's what they that's what they call it. It's it's <laughs> over 15,000 yeah, square laughing. feet of wet space you, yeah, over yeah. in Stadium <clears throat> Swim. Uh, they've got a casino. With I over... can't get to. I can't wait to get wet in January. <laughs> Let's you know, go. We can all get wet in January. Hell yeah. Uh, four... Good God. Let me do the read. All right. They've got <laughs> over a seven thousand square foot casino with two levels, thirteen hundred slots, forty eight tables with dancing dealers. They've got great food options. They've got a two level sports book indoors that is just. It's awesome, man. You feel like you are a celebrity, like you're living the high life out there. If you're heading out to Vegas for Broncos Raiders, for the Mountain West Tournament in March, for UNLV matchup, whatever, yeah. make sure you're staying at the Circa Resort and Casino and book your stay using the code DNVR20 to save 20% off. That's huge, guys. DNVR20 for 20% off. Also, download the app at circasports.com. Circa Sports bets can only be made while physically located in the state of Colorado. Must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circa Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. Um, Dre, I'm tired. I got stuck in traffic. I stayed up a little later than I should have watching the Nuggets, uh, gotcha. uh, having a couple of a cold ones with some friends in Fort Collins, which was fun. It's great. Love but that for us. was able to revitalize myself with a little bit of AG1 in the morning, get that focus going, get some of those time. nutrients back in my body. There he is. And then, I mean, that's the nice thing about AG1 is it's just a one stop shop, one solution for all your needs. You don't have to take a probiotic and 8 million vitamins and 14 supplements and two shakes. Oh, Boom. One point. scoop, eight to 12 uh, ounces of cold Honestly, water. Honestly, getting wet in January and then just taking an AG1 right after elite time. Elite. Elite. Elite, elite performance. Um, that's the thing about all athletes. They take care of their body. And with AG1, you can optimize your body, your performance like you are a pro athlete. (laughs) Oh, man. Covering my nutritional bases could not be any easier. It's why I trust AG1, just one scoop in my cup of water every day. It's a comprehensive solution. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1, get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash rams. Drinkag1.com slash Rams. Check it on out. All right. Nice Got a little off the rails there. No. Uh, a couple of key stats, and then I want to <clears throat> talk more a big picture about Please. why you, we should believe in this team and why Ram fans should dream big, as you said, with every win, uh, believe in more. 
look, this was a 90 to 80 victory. I'll get more into the the nitty gritty uh, in some of my written pieces when I really dive into some of the the numbers here, key moments and all that. But I did feel like the Rams went up eight with about four minutes left in the first half. They got complacent. DU closes with a 17-5 run. They hit a couple of threes there. They kind of punched CSU in the mouth. Um, There was another stretch with about six minutes left in the second half where you're basically in the same position. And I I just liked how CSU responded so much better. You know, DU hits the one shot. CSU calls timeout. Instead of letting it compound, you regroup, immediately get to the line three straight times. You close it out. You pull away for the double-digit victory. To me, that's like we can nitpick some of the things. Yeah, you got to be better at the free throw line. They missed a bunch of free throws late. Maybe that's just exhaustion. Maybe it's just lack of focus, whatever it may be. Yeah. You got to be better there. got to clean some things up. Um, that's something they've done, they've done consistently, though, where it's like, okay, if we need to slow a game down or just find a possession and just get to the line in the half court, we can do that. I thought Scott was awesome in the second half in that Washington game. Kind of same thing, right? They needed it in the second half, kind of get it under control. And they were able to go to him and kind of the low post and get a few like trips to the stripe and like get it back on track. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's one of the biggest difference between this team and last team. Well, I mean, there's a lot of them, but just the depth and the versatility with Joel Scott and Patrick Cartier and being able to stretch the floor, being able to get a post up whenever you want. I mean, the Rams could get to the rim literally whenever they wanted last night. And I know it's against DU. So we're going to take it with Mm -hmm. a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. But that's been, I mean, it was, wasn't any different against Creighton. It wasn't any difference against CU or Washington. I mean, Cartier missed the CU game and in in part of that Creighton one. But just having those two forwards out there. No, yeah. you don't have like a true seven-footer who's just going to, oh, For sure. 30 For sure. boards and, you know, seven blocks. Yeah. But Joel Scott's a grown-ass man out there. And Bemba's pretty Dance big. Straight. Like, yep. you aren't going to throw those dudes around. And when no, they're no. also hitting shots from deep, it's just... It's a tough defensive draw for teams with all the weapons they have on the perimeter, then having some sort of an inside game mm-hmm. like that and Bemba's physicality upside and that sneaky, like ability to kind of create down low, you know, and pass it out of that. And then Scott's just like gritty, like, okay, let's ground and pound you for a couple possessions. It's awesome. And he's patient too. a lot of guys. Scott's dope. Man. Like, you I know, you get the guy. ball and they're like, Oh, I got to go up with yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah. He'll, he'll pump fake. Punt fake. Oh, oh, you jump. All right. I guess I'll lean in and now it's a foul and one like mm-hmm. he, he's just so savvy. And that's what's been fun to see with these transfers is just how high IQ they are. I mean, yeah, yeah. Nick Clifford has just been a stud <clears throat> and he did have a rough moment where he fouled the three point shooter at the end. Um, I could tell Medved was not happy about his defensive performance in this one. So that that is something to watch. And he's a great defender. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to like rip on him or anything like that. It's a bad moment. You can't foul somebody late in the game like that, especially from deep. Just get your hands up. It's already late in the possession. It's a tough shot. If they hit it, they hit it, but you can't let them go to the line there. It's great learning lessons. Yeah. And that's, it's the nice thing is when you can have a learning lesson and you won by 10. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't exactly, Oh man, this one got away from us. Like if you lose this game with your tournament resume, you're still in a good spot, but Man, I think that that really is the key difference (laughs) between even that Roddy and Isaiah team. You know, they had four or five losses and like kind of like five point games that were just like, man, yeah, two, three moments away. And that team's like flirting with 30 wins. And I don't know if this team's going to win 30 games. I think at one point, Ken Palm metrics had them going 29 and two this year. 
That was before some of the injuries and the Mountain West is looking like a gauntlet. Mountain We're gonna get West to our, looks awesome. Our power rankings here in just yeah. a sec. Um, but I think that you should dream big at this point if you're a Ram fan. Why not? I mean, it's the first time you've been in the top 15 ever. It's the first time you've been inside of the 20 since the 50s. Like, you've beaten four consecutive high major opponents. You've done it at home. You've done it on the road. You've done it on a neutral floor. We've just talked about why we like the construct of this team and how versatile they are, how experienced they are. What CSU is translates in the NCAA tournament. You have a high, high, high caliber guard, as good as anybody in the country. Yeah. You have versatility. You have depth. I mean, I just... I. I can't outside of injuries. I just have a hard time not seeing this team, you know, make some type of substantial run. Yeah. I mean, right now it's the injuries and it's the defense, but even compared to that Roddy Isaiah team that goes to the tournament, just feels like these guys are a smidge more reliable, a smidge more connected have a few more options to go to and aren't just as reliant on one or two guys. Yeah. I mean, like Roddy's incredible. Obviously he's mountain West player of the year. First round pick as a junior. Like I have. Yeah. Unbelievable. He could take over in, in a way that I'm not sure anybody else on this team can right now, just with his own unique versatility yeah, in terms no of doubt. like it's six threes against Creighton, or I might just, you know, post up all night against you. I do think though, between having Scott and Cartier out there, you kind of recreate it in the aggregate and you have a much deeper roster around him. I just, I like this team, man. One yeah. through like one through nine last night, everybody scored at least four points. You had mm -hmm. uh, 18 assists on, or uh, excuse me, 24 assists on 32 made field goals. Like, I just, I love that it's a situation where everybody's involved. It feels very Nuggets-esque. I mean, it's it's not the same yeah. style, but just in a sense mm -hmm. of like, when you are always going to get that extra pass, it makes it a lot easier to cut and to share the ball and to keep moving and to go for that loose ball. You just, it's human nature, right? You buy in. Totally. And I mean, the final 15 minutes against the Pios, it felt like they were getting a great, basically wide open shot on the right wing every single time. Whenever they, they wanted. To, right? Because... Isaiah just orchestrates and kind of like just shifts the core as he pleases, you know, and that's where it's a little Nuggets-esque. And then they have just a variety of guys to go to. Neek's been huge in being kind of that secondary offensive initiator, creator, what have you. He's come into his role like in AG. It's a different situation in C. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, obviously he wasn't the franchise player at yeah. CU the way Aaron Gordon was like the face of, you know, the Orlando magic, but it's coming into a system that maximizes his strengths and doesn't ask him to do anything but that. Right. And like the nuggets going into the playoffs last year, the big questions will be the defense. Yeah. And I think for me, it's if they're healthy, I trust this defense because I saw them do it on a neutral court against one of the truly elite offenses in college right. basketball in Creighton. Now you got to wonder That's exactly right. Can we figure it out? Can we maintain this type of, you know, consistent pressure as we try and get healthy? Because the odds of the entire team being like really healthy, like a hundred percent, it's probably not going to happen no, at any point for the no. rest of the year. No. And it's why games like this, where you are relying on some younger players to step up for you are key 
because in a couple months, that might be a role that they're like really comfortable in and really able to step up in, in key spots. And then the beauty is the Mount West is actually going to be a test to really measure where this team is at week in, week out. So you got to kind of survive advance in December and then let's have some fun in January and see where we're at once conference play really gets going. Rams play Jokic ball. Couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, Regular true. dad bod. That's I true. like it. I love the unselfish mentality. I love the the high IQ. And I kind of love the... Uh, obviously, Isaiah being a point guard, he's got a little bit more flair to his game than Jokic does. But they they both... They'll, they'll flex a little bit after a good pass. I almost think Isaiah and Nicola enjoy hitting like a perfect bounce pass and stride more than they do like cashing a, a fadeaway in somebody's face. I mean, they're two guys that can impact the game in a variety of ways beyond just scoring. And I think they really embrace that. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to see how high this team can fly. Um, I can't wait for the Mountain West tournament. I can't wait for the Mountain West slate. I can't wait for all of it. But let's get into the Mountain West basketball power rankings before we wrap up with let's some football it. thoughts. Uh, we're going to talk Craig Bull. UNM has their coach, Boise. We'll talk about all of it, just kind of the state of the league. Um, but we'll start at the bottom. We'll work our way to the top. At the very bottom, we've got Fresno State at four and four. It's just, it's a sad situation. I didn't think they were going to bring uh, Hudson back after last year. They did. There's no support for that program within the community. I was actually on ESPN Fresno last week and started to tried to transition the convo from football to basketball. And they were basically like, we don't talk about that around here. Wow. That's so, fun. Fresno, you're in the bottom because your local radio doesn't even want to talk about you. So neither do we. Uh, number 10, Sad. UNLV. They, the king yeah. of doing less with more, Kevin Kruger. And I think he's going to be done after this season, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that the conference doesn't have a single team below 500. It's good. It's encouraging. I mean, the the strength of schedule for some of these teams isn't great. Sure. But the fact that UNLV is at three and three, given the fact that they have not played that hard of a schedule, uh, tough, tough spot. Yeah, it's not great. Not, it's great. not great. And that's a brand that's, you know, it should like you, you've got everything Iconic at your disposal. Brand. You I got mean, everything at your the disposal. The best of the best as far as college hoops goes. I mean, it's one of the top brands out there. So. Well, I think football having success with Barry Odom, I think puts more pressure on hoops to get it back too, because it's like, all right, man, we figured it out on football. We got to win. That's not a bad point. Number nine, San Jose state, my guy, Tim miles, five and five. They're going to be up and down all year. They play really hard. Um, They they certainly are are not as deep now that they lost more from um, Omari Moore, um, One of the most exciting players conference player of the year last year. So we'll, uh, We'll see how they're able to maintain it. Another spot where it's just tough for lack of support uh, at Air Force. I've got them at seven and or I've got them at eight, despite the fact that they're seven and two. Yeah. They just haven't played anyone. Um, offensively, I'd been impressed, though. It was kind of a kind of a rebuild about 18 months ago for Air Force. They mm-hmm. suffered some lumps, but they were competitive last year down the stretch as the season progressed. I think they're going to be one of those teams where they're going to get a couple of guys this year where like, it's like, Oh, air force beat New Mexico today. Huh? Yep. And it's like, it's yep. not going to be shocking. They'll be, they'll be frisky, but yeah, worth mentioning. There are two losses, Portland state, Delaware, not exactly blue bloods, <laughs> not exactly blue bloods. Uh, at seven, I've got Wyoming at five and three can maybe make an argument. They should be above Boise and that, 
preseason perception of what I think Boise should be is yeah. keeping them a little higher than maybe they have shown to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think with the the build of Boise's roster, they can figure it out, have a chance to be in that top four mix. Um, I do think they are a clear cut below the top uh, three, which we'll get into here yep. coming up. Yep. Um, but that's why I've got, I've got Wyoming at seven Boise state at six. Um, keep an eye on Wyoming, by the way, Jeff Linder has done a nice job rebuilding <laughs> that team. Uh, tried to kind of go flashy with the, the big portal acquisitions last year, blew up in his face, went back to his roots under the radar, gritty talent. The dude is a damn good basketball coach. He's prickly at times, but he is a damn good basketball coach. Uh, Boise's at least not played complete cupcakes, you know. They- no, but and that's the thing about Boise's played. I think the toughest schedule in the league thus far, yeah. outside of CSU. So right. it's, I mean, they put they lost to Virginia Tech and Clemson. They Butler as well. They beat VCU. They beat a St. Mary's team that was ranked twenty third in the country in the preseason. You and St. Like, Mary's is better than their record will show. Um, we've had a Mountain West heavy schedule. Well, maybe a future uh, member of the. Let's- you know, sign up. Well, yeah, bring them in. Up, I'm up. all for it. Let's get Gonzaga and yeah. St. Mary's in here. Um, As a hoops conference, that would really elevate elite. this. And it's already a great year. I mean, UNLV is kind of a sleeping giant as is. You added someone like St. Mary's. I have got um, Wyoming is nowhere near Boise. Says Walker. I don't necessarily disagree with you, man, but are they're better than Air Force. They're better than San Jose State. And so, I mean, at some point you've got to, you got to put them in there somewhere. Uh, I think they play hard. I've got Utah state at five, um, eight and one. I do think they're a better team than Boise state. Again, this isn't necessarily like me ranking the league one through 12. I think these are like the 12 best teams. This is how you are performing thus far, what you have done. Um, you Stacy, Tim is still on the Boise state staff unofficially. I think it's a volunteer type deal. Uh, Weird, really weird deal. Yeah. Um, at four, this is where we get controversy. And I know that I'm going to get some pushback here, but Utah I've got San Diego State, State at four. And I think they are one of the top two teams in the league on paper. I think their roster is really good. I think they're going to figure it out. I also think that, you know, after stumbling against GCU on the road, you already have two losses. I put them at four. I, again, it's very, very subjective. I think. Come March, they're going to be ahead of these teams at two and three, but the results got to matter. The games have to count for something. So, yeah. And again, the power ranking, there's some recency bias. Yep. That's what a power ranking is. Just losing a Grand Canyon and winning by one against UC San Diego. Not great. No. And this was a, a good comment from Jacob here. I'm fading Nevada to fourth behind San Diego State, CSU, New Mexico uh, until I see them play a decent team. They did beat Washington. Um, I struggled with Nevada and New Mexico. I think Nevada's played a better schedule than New Mexico. Um, I was criticizing New Mexico when I saw their schedule in the preseason just because there was so much hype and it hurt them in a major way last year. They had this great start, but they didn't beat anybody for real. And then they came crashing down to earth. You need that. You need that tough schedule to, to test you. And that's one thing that I want to credit Nico Medved for and San Diego state for, because year after year we schedule the, the, the toughest competition of anybody in the league most consistently. And it's huge for the metrics, like rising tides raise all ships. So uh, San Diego state at four, just because they have that second loss again, come back in a week. They're probably in the two spot. 
I've got New Mexico at three at eight and one. Um, I think this Lobos team has taken a major step in the right direction defensively, which has been huge offensively there. I mean, with Jalen house and Mashburn, they're able to, mm-hmm. to put it on with the best of them. Um, I've got Nevada at two coming in at seven and zero. Oh, you could argue that Washington's really their only quality win. And I would agree with you. I think, yeah, obviously number one, the Rams, I don't even, I mean, can't even dispute that one. I love to see the Rams at the top of your own power rankings. I think show history. Yeah. First time Let's we're making go. history. Let's go, baby. Let's Shout out go. to everybody in the comment section. You <clears throat> are here. <clears throat> Shout out to our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. I could use an ice cold brick brew after being on I-25 earlier. Grab lunch. Have a brick brew at the bar. It's a good point. It's five yeah. o'clock somewhere, right? Oh, you can have a lunch brew after a lunch the day brew. you've had. Yeah. I certainly earned it. I, I would. I've had a lunch beer for much less. I will say that. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Some of my personal favorites, uh, Mountain Beach. You can't go wrong with a little taste of summer in the winter. Uh, you can't go wrong with Fun Slinger. Their collab with yeah. Never Summer. Really crushable. That's that's mm-hmm. the one I would recommend if you're going yes. skiing, especially. Just a perfect, like, crack it open, the crisp, cold air against your face. Need that hydration, too, though. It's not so heavy that it, like, sits in your stomach. Uh, check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Dre, I don't think anybody in the company appreciates Shady Rays more than you. I love me some Shady Rays. I'm a big accessories guy, hats, you know, often at the office, you might see me wearing this hat now. You, over the longevity of a whole day, you might see me wear five different hats. Uh, Same with sunglasses. I like options. I like to have them in the car, in my jackets, at the office, at home. I like options. I like to have them in different spots. And Shady Rays allows me to do that with, like, good lenses, tip-top lenses, Good quality sunglass, not a cheapo thing you pick up and it feels light and crappy or it breaks the second you drop it. Like actual designer type quality and designs. And it's all at like a third of what you'd buy those for. And on top of that, they have all these awesome offers. You use our code DMVR. What is it? Two, you buy two, you're going to get uh, the second code, half off. Yeah. So basically it's it's basically buy two, get one or, you know, buy if what you do... <laughs> Good Lord. There you go. Okay. We're coming to you for clarity. Exclusively yep. for our listeners, Shader Ray is giving out the best deal of the season. If you use that code DNVR, get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. Go. The shade's rated five stars by over 250,000 people. It's basically two for the price of one is what I was trying to say. Uh, Tim, in the comment section, the best shower beer. It's a good question. Whoa. It's a really good question. Might go something simple with avalanche, like avalanche amber ale, just a classic. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think you want like a like a sour or like strawberry sky or something like that. I guess it depends. Is no, this a happy shower or wouldn't. a sad shower? That's the thing. Shower beer typically after long day, feeling a little sad. I can't figure out dinner right now. <laughs> Let's go have a shower beer, and that's where an avalanche ale. Fills you up a smidge too. You, you know? have really different uh, shower beer shower beers than I do. Mine is like I'm out at the lake. I'm trying to get an early start on the day. Oh, I wow. take a shower with the beer like at nine in the morning. 
trying to actually get myself going ready for that's the lake. a vibe that's more of a lager vibe no right that there. for me is more like because it's summertime it's more of a sour i go oh, down, I get you. i'm out in beach a like you know sky a strawberry sky mm. like so it all depends what you're in the mood for that's... vanilla porter in the bathtub is great though. that is a move regular oh, dad bud vanilla, vanilla porter, porter in the bathtub in the ba- wow light some candles oh my god bring i mean at that point you might as well have like a tub. steak in the tub too yeah, just really yeah. treat let's, yourself let's bring the the TV in. Let's make a whole thing out. I will it, say know. my wife was really upset when I say I'm Porter's in the tub and she sees Vanilla Porter Jr. instead of Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it happens. Dang. Finally, I want to shout out High Plain Strains. They provide top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. Nice. Despite what you think, as wild as this show is, not even on High Plain Strains products at the moment. But uh, we're just having fun. Check them always, out always, for always. all your needs. Infuse edibles, high potency concentrates, some of the best flour in the state. They've got three locations in northeastern Colorado, one in Log Lane Village, one in Garden City, one in Sedgwick. If you're in northeastern Colorado, they are the dispensary for you. You can save time by ordering head online at highplainstrains.com. Pick up at their locations with winter coming. They've got drive throughs You don't even have to get out of your car. Uh, you can get a full ounce for 80 bucks. Veritas eighths are 25 mammoth one gram cartridges for 15 exquisite extracts four for 40 all killer deals. Remember to use the code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores to take advantage of these high planes, strains deals. Uh, shout out to everybody for hopping in the comment section. Uh, shout out to CSU for moving to nine and oh, and of course thinking of our friends out in Vegas and UNLV really Really heartbreaking situation. Much love to my friends over in UNLV, our Mountain West fam. I wanted to wrap up with some football talk. Um, obviously, we've spent this entire fall diving into these teams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Craig Bowl retiring out of nowhere. He's a guy who I think has done... So, Bowl game's the last game. Bowl game's last game. They're promoting the defensive coordinator. Uh, not even going to do a hire, which feels super lazy. Um... I don't Berman's a really good AD. So I don't want to talk trash yeah. ignorantly while I don't know all of the situation to me, based on the timing of all this, it seems like somebody was caught off guard, either the AD or Berman. Maybe they were working towards a contract extension. They weren't able to do it. Bull says I'll walk away, but you have to promote my DC. I don't know. It just, the timing of it all seems very, very weird to me. Maybe, maybe bull just woke up one night and was like, you want to know what? This transfer portal, all this stuff's a nightmare. It's not for me. I've done more with less than anybody for so long. I've taken this thing as high as it can go, especially in the modern era. I'm going to walk away on top before I get oh. you know, pushed out. It's, it's good to leave the table with a few bucks in your pocket rather than overextend your stay and walk away with nothing. But I'll just say this, I guess. As a CSU guy, I have nothing but respect for Craig Bull. He was always great to me. But I am so glad this guy is walking away because I think sustaining what he has built up in Laramie is going to be an insane challenge. What are, what are the chances that he just woke up and he's like, why the hell am I in Wyoming? Very possible. I, I mean, mean he's, he's a cowboy guy. Yeah. He's a North. He was coaching North Dakota. Yeah, he spent a lot oh, of so Wyoming was like, um, was like a, a beach. Up. Yeah. Was like yeah. a beach to him. Yeah, like. Exactly. Um, though, I mean, there is, there is a harshness to all that that maybe leads you to retirement a smidge sooner, though. Of course, he was older already. Um, and I think all all those hypotheses are good on why it ended. 
it's a tough spot to be in for Wyoming football because he'd gotten to where he was basically the highest paid coach in the conference. Yep. And to not do a search surprises me. We see this when the program's successful. It's much more, or, you know, successful for what the standards are you expect. Um, it's much easier to be like, hey, Stoops is retiring. We're going to go with Lincoln Riley, the hottest but is, is that is that maybe an admission from Wyoming? Just being mm-hmm. like, we recognize where we are in the modern landscape. And we think we're more likely to at least have closer to sustain, sustained success by going with somebody who's been a part of this system rather than trying to. I mean, I think the bull Wyoming hire is a perfect example of it's not always the best coach. It's the right coach. It's the right coach. It's a right fit in institution, community, athletic department, and that coach. It's kind of lining up with where you are at as a program and where that coach is at. Um, And I mean, the great, you know, the great coaches, Rams history, Buffs history, Nebraska history on USC, you know, Texas, like even the blue blood programs who have had plenty of off stretches it when it works, it's because it's just kind of a perfect fit. And I think he was a perfect fit and they're hoping we're more likely to find that perfect fit kind of from within than we are going out and finding this. I mean, because recreating that Craig Bull profile is not going to be easy either. That's you know, I just a guy who kind of had a dominant run at the FCS, built North Dakota State into what they are, and is willing to take. I'm not a sure step there's up, a better developer but... of talent in the country, and I say that, like, there obviously you can point to like save it, like there are plenty. But when you look at what You're Wyoming right, has been though. able to do with taking unranked prospects, yeah. and I mean, yeah. how many Wyoming guys are in the NFL right now? I tell you what, a lot more than there were Wyoming guys in the NFL before Craig Bull got yeah. there. Like I, I mean, you think about Logan Wilson's and Muma and Wingard and yeah. Josh Allen Josh is Allen. obviously the big <laughs> yeah. one. I mean, no, it, it, um, Brian Hill had a cup of tea, you know, guys like that. I mean, they were a pretty crappy football program before he got. It was there. a disaster. He yeah. was. I mean, yeah. CSU. I think it was like fifty-five to thirteen. Then the Christensen mm-hmm. era. I mean, we mm-hmm. had just went up. I think it was in Laramie too, and just and went up and beat the hell out of them. From a more holistic view, you don't want them to be a complete disaster um, because the Mountain West isn't this delicate spot where you are hoping to upgrade some way, somehow, you know. And well, I don't want them to necessarily fall like off Craig the face Bull of an earth. And but having a decent Wyoming is not bad. Well, could we have a decent Wyoming that doesn't beat my alma mater every year? Oh, it'd be amazing. That's the thing. Like, here's the thing about Craig Bull. Was he able to elevate Wyoming to the status of like a Boise state? No, but he took a program that was dead, just dead Absolutely. with no juice Absolutely, whatsoever, man. completely revitalized. It got it to a point where year in and year out, they were consistently competitive. They could hang with anybody. Yes. There are about two or three losses each season that were very frustrating. If you were waiting for them to take it to the next level at the same time, when you look at how he was able to perform against like Calhoun and Air Force, I think he was a, like 500 against Air Force basically since he's been there. Yeah. He's dominated CSU. He's only lost to him uh, like once in the last eight years. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... To beat Wyoming though, it's, it's going to be great once that finally happens on a consistent basis. It's going to take not having four and five win teams though, you know. 
you don't want to beat Wyoming because you're a four-win team and they're a two-win team. No, yeah. You want to I mean, beat Wyoming because yeah. you're an eight-win team and you're competing for conference, you know, championships. I think I'm with the point with CSU football where beggars can't be choosers. It was kind of my argument with like, no. just go 500 and make the New Mexico Bowl. Is that the bowl that yeah. I'm trying to hang no, my hat true. on for the that's next true. decade? No, but can we just get to one? That's absolutely right. Um, but no, it's uh, kind of a shocker kind of a shocker how they moved on this. That's the timing of it. It's very weird to me. The time that's why I, what I was saying at the beginning in terms of, I think somebody surprised somebody. Yeah. Whether that was the AD surprising yeah. him. Exactly. I think more likely bull surprising Berman. And then that especially makes it easier to be like, all right, let's just go at the end term. He's got bulls blessing. The defense has been really good these last couple of years. Let's give him a year. If it's yeah. a train wreck, Doesn't then we feel move like on from him. Going with the interim rarely ends well. And it's an interesting spot because, I mean, your Boise's in the same deal. They promoted Spencer Danielson, their DC full time. They did go 3 and 0 down the stretch. They won the Mountain West. I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, from the outside looking I don't in, either. they're I'll, not flashy hires, but sometimes, maybe sometimes it's the right hire, you're though. better saving your. I mean, look at the Pac 12 this season. He did get Gianti to come back already, which I mean, that See, alone might be worth giving him the job. It's so, the best running back in football. That alone is. Also, I think it's kind of sad that it's newsworthy and announcement that worthy that Gianti's school is staying at, in his school. Yeah. I mean, it's it sucks, it's especially at the Mountain West. It's, it's a concerned. tough spot. Like Braden Shager's leaving Hawaii. Yeah. And there's some drama with that one. His teammates are coming out as Timmy Chang, like basically came out that got leaked a week ago that he was going to go into the portal. I don't think Shager had told his teammates and coaches yet. So then he told them, no, I'm not leaving. So then they all came out and were like, see, he's staying. He's our guy. Then yesterday goes into the portal. All his teammates were like, we were literally just in a leadership meeting. It's I hate all of it. I hate all of that stuff when it comes mm -hmm. to where college football is at. But, uh, that's why I'm happy that he's staying like as a CSU guy. No, I don't want to play Ashton Gianti again. Yeah. Dude's a stud, yeah. but I, I don't want every top player in this league to feel like they have to leave to make a mark. And you don't like, look at the NFL right now. Look at guys like Trey McBride and Shaq Barrett and Bobby mm -hmm. Wagner, like Jordan the, love, Jordan love, the Romeo few, dubs. Yeah. Like you can be a star in the mountain West and be beloved and show that you are also, you know, capable of doing it at the next level. And I mean, you talk basketball, like Roddy's a great example, like a guy that could have gone anywhere. Isaiah Stevens could be starting point guard for any team in the big 12 right now. Absolutely. But he stuck around yeah. and I just, I, I, I want to see more of that. And I want to see guys get rewarded for it. Like I hope Gen T runs for 2000 yards next year. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. And get some like Heisman consideration. And, and if you followed me for 10 years, pick, like, Boise's yeah. not exactly my favorite cup of tea. <laughs> 100%. Other coaching stuff? UNM went with Bronco Mendenhall, former BYU. Uh, Could do a, a lot UVA worse or, if you ask Yeah, me. UVA coach. Yeah. Um, he is... Solid tenure at BYU, less really so at solid UVA. Tenure. Well, that's the, the big concern is he's a guy, while at UVA, very openly railed against the transfer portal, NIL, all modern stuff. And you're like, well you're going to need to really be able to navigate those waters successfully to be a, a good coach in 2023. So we'll see. 
from an X's and O's standpoint, I think it's a really good hire. I think it's a bigger hire. I mean, it's certainly a bigger name than Wyoming or Boise State got. I mean, he obviously just came from a power five job. He's had a lot of consideration from power five jobs the last couple of years, even. Well, he was supposedly in the mix for Boise. So like, I, yeah, I think no, it's I mean, a good hire. It's kind of a name that was in the mix for the buffs before they hired uh Deion Sanders last year. So, um, yeah, no, at face value, you could have done a lot worse. Is it the right hire for UNM? Right. We just talked about it's, it's not about the best objectively, the right the best coach. Yeah. It's the right guy. And we'll see. It's going to be an important test, an important reclamation project. Some of those guys haven't worked out recently in the Mount West. That's what I'm really interested to see. It's a program I'm rooting for. Hoke is a great example, right? Yeah. Recent example. Perfect example. Yeah. 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 I think that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, talking tons of recruiting here in the next couple of weeks, obviously the, the more this hoops team continues to win, the, the more I'm going to dive into them, the more content I'm going to create. Cause it's just, uh, it's fun. To. We've got to, you got to enjoy these moments. This team is special. This run has been special and you don't know when you're going to see something like it again. I mean, they were number 18 in 1954 didn't touch that again until like 2014, 15, when they got to 20, obviously reached 20th a couple of years ago. We're in uncharted waters. This is unprecedented territory for CSU. This team is absolutely capable of making a deep run. They're capable of winning the Mountain West. They're capable of, you know, maybe hoping to go to the national title game like San Diego State last year. Maybe that's hoping for a little bit too much, but you never know. It's certainly not impossible. How important is going undefeated through December entering conference play? Huge for seeding. It's really, I mean, that's at this point you have a chance to, I mean, if we'll see the guy, it's going to be a gauntlet, excuse me, in the mountain Bless West. It. But I mean, if you can finish, you know, top two in the mountain West on top of having that undefeated record with these four high major victories, you already have four uh, Q2 wins on net one Q1. That's a really solid resume. I mean, you're, you're talking like feel sneaky big, huge. And this is a team that like, I mean, it was 2020, 2021 where they beat CSU was like 55 to 33 or something like well, that. Didn't, like, they, didn't they beat Gonzaga for the conference that year? Yeah. I mean, they're Randy Bennett's a great coach. Yeah. It's yeah. No, I they've mean, they've had a slow a, start, but this is a team you've got to respect for sure. Oh yeah. Big time. So, and then with a banged up team and then after that, maybe you get, a little bit of a break, some easier opponents Much right off the days. bat against a lot of these teams that were in your top five on your power rankings. Can't wait, man. Oh, hit the ground it's running, exciting. man. Mountain West opener, UNM coming to Moby. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to hit it with a bang. So, um, I'll be going live again on Sunday morning to talk about that St. Mary's game. So make sure you tune in Sunday morning, 930 DMVR sports is YouTube. Much love to all you in the comment section. Much love to Yaya behind the sticks, always making things run smoothly for us. Shout out to my main man, Andre Simone. My guy. Peace.